Well, good morning and uh, welcome to each one. I too want to just bless the youth. Um, we were there Thursday night. And it's just a blessing to be with a group of young, young soldiers on fire for Jesus. And uh, I had a lot of fun, but I can also feel that I'm not as young as what I used to be. There's some uh, tender spots, there's some sore muscles. Um, but we got the job done. And then I even received a shower blessing at, in the end. We were at Steak and Shake, and then uh, a shake happened to drop on the floor, and I was showered. But anyway, so I'll remember that evening for a while. But we had fun. It was, it was fun being with the youth. It's just a blessing to connect, be together, and uh, for a good cause. And uh, so bless you, and you're very, very precious and a blessing to, to me. As I was seeking the Lord as far as where to go, there's various things pushing and pulling. And this has been on my heart for quite a while. Is There's actually 12 locked hearts. This is more of an introduction. Hopefully we can just understand a little more on maybe what we do. And as we go through here, please understand, don't ever go back to blame. All we need, all, if we do go back in our past to recognize the pain that has been caused in our heart, that caused the heart to lock, because it was a dramatic pain. I mean, it was terrible. God gives us this wonderful ability that we can really actually emotionally detach because the pain is so clear. And so please understand while I'm going through this, you never go back to blame. You just recognize what has happened. And then the power of Jesus Christ can come and heal that. I'm getting ahead of myself. I feel very uncomfortable going into this. It's a different type of message. It's, it's more of documents, just like I have 73 slides. There. It's just a lot of documents, just a lot of information. And uh, hopefully it'll add some tools to your toolbox to get through life. Because um, I know there was a time in my life I didn't understand why I was doing what I was doing. There was a stronghold. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Never understood why. Till someone explained it to me. No. 
that if God is calling me into these messages, he's going to be faithful. Because I don't feel like I'm totally equipped to share on all these. So what is a locked heart? See, when we've been deeply hurt by someone very close to us, we allow ourselves to lock up in that area when trust has been broken. I've got this thing in the wrong place somewhere. And we are unable to respond to the emotional needs of others. See, we have crawled into this little shell, invisible shell. We really don't see it. And we resolve at that moment that I will never, ever be hurt again in that way. When anything comes close to that area, we will trust no one. There are walls that we build and if it even means lashing out in anger, that works. It gets the people away. But it, it doesn't resolve relationship issues at all. In fact, it makes it worse. It causes issues. And it can be whoever. It can be parents. It can be um, siblings, uh, teachers. Um, it could even be God. You just don't trust him anymore because it's something that really, you just thought he was nowhere to be found. Why did you leave me like that? And it could be pastors. And this one I want to illustrate a little bit on. You know, maybe we were attending this church, another church, and Man, it was all good. We trusted everyone there, the leaders, everyone. All of a sudden, something happened. And we were terribly hurt. So bad, we left. We go to another church. Now we found the church. Everything's so good. But if we have not resolved those issues back there, and something happens here that reminds us of the pain that happened back there, we're going to blow up again. Resist, or we're going to leave. There's various ways. We can check out. We'll blow up. There's various different ways. If that's where we are, in any area in our life, if that's where we are, we need healing. We need to allow Jesus Christ to come and heal that. Not blame. But also, I'm going to share what's in my mind just in case I skip it in the notes. Don't stop with just your emotional. You're not going to be free. There, the emotional issues will cause spiritual issues. It's our response. So recognize your spiritual issue that you had. Maybe you were in bitterness. Maybe it's pride. 
We'll get into that. But never leave that undone because you are, you're going to go right back. You're going to go down the tube. You're going to go down the tube. You're not going to be living in victory. You've got to own your wrong until you're going to be free. Spiritual freedom brings emotional freedom. You know, if we're still carrying that hurt, let's go to Luke for 18 to 19. Jesus actually read about himself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, to set liberty to them that are bruised, which actually means crushed. Something terrible has happened. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You see, Jesus Christ is the answer to all and any of our issues. And one thing we must remember, please get this, we're not our own. We have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are His. That's why so many times we start focusing on ourselves. No, we need to put our focus on Jesus. So here are some questions we can maybe ponder a little. Why aren't we alert to the emotional needs of those around us? Are we alert? Do we tend to ignore their feelings? Why can't we be emotionally tender? Why can't we understand how others feel when something is bothering them? Do we have that compassion? Can we feel? Why don't we know how to help others when they feel bad? Sorry. Chances are we're licking our own wounds, not really knowing how can we help others when we're licking our own wounds. We're focused on our own pain. Maybe we're even sitting on the pity pot, feeling sorry for ourselves. It's just not fair. See, many times, individuals who are unable to meet the emotional needs of others have a locked heart. You see, if our heart's locked, we cannot give love, we can't receive love, or we can't give or receive love. You have a double locked heart. relationships fall apart. They only come to a certain level and it falls apart. Because you can't give what you don't have. See, if you are emotionally unstable, 
there's no way you're going to give emotional stability to someone else. You can't. Therefore, great damage happens in relationships because of, of that. The root issues are not identified and cleaned up. So here we go with all these wonderful documents here to help you understand where it can start, why we respond the way we, we respond. Hopefully it makes sense. We'll start with the pressure patterns. You might be under the pressure of a perfectionist. There's high expectations or self-discipline. You might go away feeling, I'll never be good enough. I just, I just can't do it good enough. You feel worthless. It's sad. Children aren't made to go through that, but it happens. was one of those for my children. But praise the Lord, He's redeemed that. Impulsiveness. Changeable. There's no security really there. The children think we're going to go be doing this. It's alright this time. All of a sudden, no, we don't do that. Next thing we know, yeah, yeah, we can do that. It's just impulsive. The way that it's changing, the tide moves, that's just the way the family moves. There's no stability there. That's damaging. A child needs stability. It causes confusion. You really don't know what to expect next. Or they're dominant. Control must win. You're not allowed to make decisions on your own. Submissiveness, it's also passive. Here, it's kind of the opposite. You can almost do anything, there's no, really no guidelines. That's also damaging. Overly expressive. They control verbally. There, you would live with a fear of being lashed out at when something happens. Somewhat. They won't hide their feelings. If you did something wrong, you're going to hear it. And sometimes it's also constantly talking, the child doesn't even have time to say what really happened. The discussion is controlled by the over-expressive person, always talking. 
inhibited. Can't express themselves. You might ask them questions, you know, and well they they just don't know. They can't really give you questions and you're going along here and you don't know where you're at. Or on the other hand, it can also be where you're not allowed to even express yourself. You're inhibited from expressing yourself. Some of these kind of go together. The inhibited kind of go can go with the dominant. Pride. Self-focused. It's all about me and what I want. In this, you may hear something that a child should never hear. Maybe they've made a bad mistake, and it makes them look bad. They may hear, well, how do you think this makes me look? That hurts. Now mom and dad are more concerned on their appearance than they are in the child's. We need to stay focused on our child and care for their heart. Don't you know what this does to your relationship with God? Be concerned there. Care for their heart. Not so much caring, what does this make me look like? This is so embarrassing. That goes into some other issues then. I've got to stay online here. Humility. Lowly and unpretentious. You know, you're a preacher's kid. You can't do that. You know, only the proud people would do that and whatever. We're so humble, we're proud. There was this man. He had this, he bought a new horse. Man, this thing was a fancy horse. This thing could really step it. Saturday and then Sunday, uh, he's going to take this one to church. He's going to show them this nice horse. He was on his way, and they were going down the road, and then, boy, he was convicted of his attitude. So he, they turned around and went back and unhitched the horse, got their old plopper out, and went to church with that. About halfway there, he looked at his wife and said, You know what? There's very few men that would do that. Which, one was, he, he, he recognized the obvious pride. But the hidden pride, he was blind to. And that's what gets so many of us, is the hidden pride. He thought he was doing good, which he was, if, if he had pride. But he should have kept his mouth shut. Anger. Hostile, critical, argumentative. There's a good chance that physical or verbal abuse happens in this type of a relationship. Anger causes severe pain. I got to keep moving. Tolerant. Easy to get along with. This is also kind of like the other one. There's very little to no parameters. 
there's a lack of security. And that carries over in trying to live for God with no perimeters. Critically judged, judgmental attitude toward others. This is very damaging to a child. All the here, uh, not always, but the here, a parent consistently talking down on others. Or maybe it's always your fault. Whatever happens, it's just, you might as well plan on it's going to be your fault. Accepting, understanding, and caring. This sounds good, which is if it's in a good balance, this is good. But it can be a pressure because it's also, well, can't you just accept me the way I am? being forced to accept mom or forced to accept dad in his abusiveness, in his whatever. That's who, you know, that's who I am. Just accept me that way. Not talked to. Ignored, paid no attention to. Mom and dad are so busy. They have little time for the children. When everyone is sitting in the living room, they're so tired they can't even pay attention. We can be present, but not be present. The child does not feel you there. I have to tell this little story. Bear with me. The, uh, there was this father. He was in the swimming pool with his son. But the father was in the swimming pool for his purpose, not for the son's purpose. That's why I'm saying we can be present, but not be present. So the boy was around there, you know, and playing with dad and leave me alone, leave me alone. Finally, dad goes and he just puts his boy down under the water, holds him down. And this boy, you know, he was a good swimmer, so he just held his breath. He could hold it for over a minute. And finally, it was time to get up. Dad wouldn't leave him up. He thought he was going to drown. That's the day. There was a disconnection. He could no longer trust Dad. He no longer wanted the relationship. Let's be there with them. Smothered. Now this is the other extreme. Too much attention. Just suffocated. The poor children can't even have time alone without bring, being breathed down their neck, hugging and flattering them. That's okay when they're real small. You can flatter a little child. Man, you can just flatter them. But when they're 12, they don't want that anymore. It's time to care for them in a mature, right way especially fathers, to their daughters and sons. Not the childish flatter anymore. Okay, now we, we'll go over to the uh, abuse issues. First would be physical abuse. Hurt by inappropriate physical acts of others, like hitting, kicking, slapping in anger, disciplining too harshly, or not showing affection. 
physical abuse can also be what they don't receive. They need our hugs. They need our attention. It's also sexually abused. Hurt by others who force us to respond against our will to spiritual principles. Using the truth of... Oh no, sorry about that. I jumped the line. Use used for another's sexual satisfaction against our will. Inappropriate touching, looking at or being exposed by another person. A lot of times this is where pornography starts. Causing to feel dirty, shamed. A lot of words go with that. Spiritual abuse. Hurt by others who force us to respond against our will to spiritual principles. Using the truth of God's word to control us. There's a lot of truth that we can give, but we can't use it as a control factor where we abuse. We can't force and verbally abused. Hurt by others who verbally use anger or pressure to try to get us to submit their will. Degrading remarks, verbal put downs. very easy to happen. We'll keep moving. Emotional issues. If these, some of these have happened to us, then we get into the emotional issues. This, this is what wreaks havoc with our emotions. We may feel abandoned, left, forsaken, deserted, broken, or broken up with. Almost 100% of the time, an adopted child will feel abandoned. It's something they almost always have to work through. Forgive the par their biological parents. Or separated separation in the home. Neglected. Not cared for. Forgotten. Not wanted. This happens a lot of times when both parents are working. They have no time. Not saying it always happens, but that's normally they feel neglected or they're all at home, just not given given the time of day. Ignored, same thing, pretty much disregarded, overlooked, not talked to. Insensitive to my needs, uncared for or insignificant. It's kind of how you feel. Humiliated. Disgrace, shame, degraded. Disowned. Thrown out, rejected, not recognized. Betrayed, let down, deceived, trust is broken. Like that little boy, he, he felt betrayed then. That was it. Despised, hated, disliked, detested, slandered. The worst thing that can ever happen all to a child, I think, is if they would catch mom or dad talking about them behind their backs. Disrespected, ridiculed, put to shame, embarrassed. Some of these kind of go together. just depends on how 
you feel emotionally <coughs> emotionally detached, insensitive, indifferent, cold. They can't feel. That's what happens when a tragedy. They just they can't bear it. They emotionally detach. They just can't feel anymore. <coughs> Rejected. Discarded, unwanted, unaccepted. And emotionally drained. Tired, drained, worn out. We need each other to encourage each other. We'll be emotionally drained. We need people around us to build us up. Now all this leads to the spiritual issues. And here I want you to understand me correctly. Not all spiritual issues come from issues in from the past. We all have our freedom of choice. There are good parents that have good children, and there's good parents that have children that turn out bad. There's bad parents that have bad children. There's bad parents that have children that turn out good. It's not always the parenting. A lot has to do with the parenting, but not all. Everyone has the freedom of choice. We can't take everyone and throw them in the same basket that everything, everybody went through these hurts. They might have had a perfect life. It was their own choice. It just comes from a carnal choice they've made. There are ten key issues, ten key areas, sorry, that Satan uses to defeat believers. First one is bitterness. Big one. Big one. Very big. Bitterness leads to resentment, which leads to anger. Anger can lead to depression. If you listen closely, this is my life. Anger was my life, I should say. Anger can lead to depression, which can lead to despair, and despair can lead to suicidal thoughts. That was me. Self-focused. Pride. That'll be coming to is pride. I had many of them. Anyway, let's go on. <coughs> Temporal values. It can drive us where we're going to prove we're going to be somebody. And we're, we're just driven that uh, our values, I mean, the things we have are come, come become our security. Because people we can't trust. These things I can trust because they're always the same. <coughs> have a greater focus on our goals, money, or the things we have over our relationship with God and others. That's temporal values. Rebellion, defiance, reacting to those in authority over us. We don't want no authority. Whatever. Whatsoever, I'm out of here. I'm going to do my thing. Which is also pride. Or having to control other a person, focus on myself. It can also be the hidden. Poor me. That's where we get depressed. And, oh, it's just not fair. That was me. I spent more time on the pity, pity pot than anywhere. Which was pride. I had to work through pride. I had to recognize and own my wrong before I was free. I could do all this emotional thing and be on an emotional high, but if I wouldn't have taken care of the pride, I would have fell right back. 
you won't stay free. Moral fa failure. This can be in actions, thoughts, and or desires. This can just be fantasy, imagining. Pornography. Occult. This is a subtle one. And this is something I don't totally understand everything about. In Galatians 5.20, there's that list. The works of the flesh. Witchcraft is one of the sins that are named there. The Greek word for witchcraft is pharmakia, which actually means medicine, where pharmacy word comes from. That is why I am against long-term mental medicine. I'm not saying you can't take it, and I'm not saying that you can't take it for a short time till you are better because some things are terrible that happen to people. But Jesus Christ, I know. I was in the depths of despair. I was suicidal. And I took no pill. There was not one pill that I swallowed. And I am here today only because of Jesus Christ. It's the power of Jesus Christ that gets us out of that despair. Medicine will never do it. Medicine just drowns it. You can't think. So why not be free? Be honest. You must be honest. You must recognize. You must be transparent before God. Because God knows anyway. There's nothing we can hide. We must get to the bottom of ourselves. And this is a sin I've committed, and that is why I'm struggling in my mind. God will not let you free. You will be guilty until you confess that sin. It's just the way he works. And we're trying to medicate our minds and leaving the sin go. That's why I'm against it. There is freedom. I know there is. But you must be willing to be open and honest and expose the dirtiness, whatever it was. It's not worth keeping. It's not worth hiding. It's not worth it. It destroys. Sorry, I got carried away. Hypocrisy. Oh, me. Pretending something on the outside that's not true on the inside. Man, I could put on a good front. But I trust that's not me today. But it was me. Hiding behind hypocrisy. Negative thoughts. I almost had to check every one of these. I'm worthless. No one loves me. They'd all be better off without me. That's not fair. Poor me attitude. Generational sins. Do we understand, you know, if we as parents have sin in our lives, Satan has a wide open door to the children. And if it's not taken care of, they don't take care of it. It'll affect our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, 
until someone destroys that stronghold. I know there's some people don't believe in that. This morning as I was in the shower, God just gave me a picture in my mind. As I was showering there, I, I saw, in my mind, I saw Chicago. Then he just said, Laverne, that's how some, some people's hearts look. Satan has all these roads going in. He has many avenues that he can get into their heart. We must block them. Paved highways. There's victory. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We've got to take it to the cross. And all this will lead to sinful habits also. Covering up, smoking, alcohol, drugs, pornography, overeating, slandering, cursing, whatever. Just these habits. Did you know why someone slanders someone else? It's to take the focus off of that their own themselves. Trying to make them look better because they're putting someone else down. That's sin. So all this is where we come. This was my uh, foundation to go into the 12 locked hearts. Here's a quick list of where it's a hostile locked heart. It's a defiant Rebellious locked heart, neglected, self-focused, rejected, moral, intellectual, wait, intellectual, defiled, dominant, driven, spiritual, and a judgmental. Wherefore, seeing we also are accomplished about with so a great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight or our burdens and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. That's where we've got to look. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's where we've, we've got to go, to Jesus. We've got to look unto Jesus. Look at Joseph's life. He had all the potential to fall into sin. Look at what the brothers did to him. So we dare not go back and use our past, what happened to me, as an excuse. There's no excuse. We've got to own our decisions. Joseph stayed pure. And he had all the right 
what we would maybe say to just be despised and just do his own thing. But he didn't. He chose God. So it's our choice of how we respond to our past. It's our choice. We can't go back and blame. This is the way I am, so this is just the way I'm going to be. No, that's your choice. And there's consequences in that choice. Let us lay our burdens at and our sin at the foot of the cross and let the blood of Jesus wash it all away. So I want to close with a quote. God may be sensitive for others and not for myself. Hebrews 13, 1 is, Let brotherly love continue. Wavering glory to God by encouraging others with a deep love that meets their innermost emotional needs. But folks, we've got to be able to give love in order to fulfill this commandment. Sorry. John fifteen twelve. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. A higher standard of love is seeking to understand and love others where they are in life. We are to imitate how Jesus loved people with compassion, mercy, and gentleness. He knew how to ask questions from the heart, and he knew how to listen. So how well am I doing? How well are we imitating Christ's love? Can we? Can we give love? Or if someone tries to love us, can we receive love? That's a good sign if your heart's locked or not. If you can't receive or can't give. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness and goodness to us. Thank you for loving us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. Knowing we're really not worthy of it. But because of you, praise be to you, I belong. Thank you, Jesus. It's only because of you that we're here. And Father, may we stay focused on you. And Father, I just pray if there's anyone who's still struggling with a hurt or something that's happened in their life. I just pray that you would give them wisdom, give them strength, and give them courage to face it. If there's sin that's hidden, give them courage. Yes, it is a shame, but you know it anyway, and we can come to you in your understanding. Just press on their heart now, Father. We show them your love. That we don't have to be afraid. But we have to fear of keeping it inside. And hiding that sin. We can be free to bring it to you. You are faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for that promise, Jesus. You are worthy of all our praise. 
You are worthy of all our life. Everything we have, everything we do, everything we own is yours, Lord. We commit ourselves to you. Bless each one, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.